Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. My mother, Harmony, is here as well. And we're just delighted to spend this time with you Absolutely, on a sunny yeah. Saturday. It's a lovely day. Um, Mom, how are you? Are you are you going places? How is it? I haven't with the gone vax? anywhere. <laughs> you haven't gone anywhere. Except... I've gone I've gone to your house. Uh-huh. And hugged my grandson. Are you thinking about it? I'm thinking about it. You know, it was an interesting thing though. I saw on the news last night. I don't remember what uh I think it was local, but I'm not sure. About that it's a process yeah. to get yourself back to doing normal things. Mm-hmm. You know, when for a year you've basically been in lockdown, it isn't so easy to just suddenly say, okay, now let's just right. go everywhere. I think there are certain things like we just don't even realize how much our schedules have changed and our day-to-day yep. and our just, yeah. I mean, the way we think about the weekends and all of it. Weekends, what are weekends? Right, yes. <laughs> No, it's it's a very funny feeling, and I, to some extent, I think I've got to start doing a couple of things. I think you should. I think you what could. What should I do? Well, I'm just shocked that you haven't been at the Galleria. I figured oh. that would be one of your first stops. No, I'm I think not ready. I think I would have thought that. I mean, I think a patio. I mean, first of all, this weekend, so glorious Oh, I'm today. not going into a restaurant. Yet. No, that but I'm I saying know. you could go to a patio. I could. I think that would be a good baby step. I don't know. Hope, what do you think? Where should she go? Well, even if, like, yeah, a boutique, like one one store, yeah. local right. store to support, like, maybe not a full, like, mall, but just popping in one store. Maybe there you Trader go. Joe's. <laughs> well, that's okay. a big step. Yes, that would be a big step. But I would like it if you go to Trader Joe's so I can stop exactly. shopping for you. Exactly. I mean, Joe's. you've been doing my, I've, oh my as far gosh. as Costco and You eat some weird Trader stuff, Joe. lady. <laughs> Those jars of pears and peaches for your father. <laughs> I don't like them. Your father likes them. What can Man, I say? you eat a lot of pears and peaches in your house. <laughs> but my husband does. Yes, does the like things them. we learn about each other in a pandemic. What else um, have you learned? I know your whole list. I'm saying I know your whole Trader Joe's list. I still can't believe that we haven't started our business where we provide, you know, some sort of we set up Trader Joe's delivery since they right, haven't done it they're themselves. The, only oh, the money we could have I made. Wow. Why, do, why are you talking about it now? We should have done this months ago. I know. So typical. But I, you know, um, Here's one. Yes. Dugo has opened their, oh, right. uh, their new temporary, you know, kind of dipping the toes yep. into 50th in France. The store is open. You could just set foot in there. Just, okay. Just one toe. Out. Just one, one foot. Toe. A toe. <laughs> but what do I need? Uh, well, you just need to get out a little bit. Start reengaging. Okay. That's all. So oh. that was really, I was just kind of using that as a way to segue into some retail news for the week. So that's open. So you didn't um, really care about me. No, I did. I did. Okay. But I'm trying, well, I'm trying to do double duty sure. because I care about our listeners oh, as course. well. Um, we did have a, a, a few other retail announcements this week. Some of them, I mean, each one, it's kind of curious when you look at the whole picture. But um, Ridgedale yeah. has its first announcement of a new store in Let's face it, many, many months. Right. You know, I can't think of the last mm. time um, that they've had something new opening. There just hasn't been that much going on. Um, but Urban Outfitters is going to open at Ridgedale. I know that won't excite all of you. It might excite some of you. Um, it is actually their fourth location in town. To me, the first thing I thought was they're finally going to close uptown. 
that's close well, enough. It's been for they sale, probably, hasn't it? That the, building has yeah. been for sale. We went back and looked. Twin Cities Business broke that news that it was for sale in 2019. Oh, really? It was actually pre-pandemic. And oh. then somehow, as Uptown has just <laughs> woefully fallen apart and the Apple Store left and, you know, one after the right. other, Sephora closed, which hadn't even been there all that long. Um Obviously, North Face, Columbia. I mean, they've they're all gone. Yeah. Um, but Urban Outfitters is still there. They they have managed to hang on, and they reopened that store after last spring, and they have been open throughout the pandemic. So I don't know. They're not talking about it, but Ridgedale is certainly very excited that they're going to take that um, the upper level spot that's been open right outside of Nordstrom. We're, is this where Banana Republic nope. was? No, nope. there's the We're, Banana Republic space is empty. That was a surprise to me yeah. a few months ago. I just, you know, just stuck my head into Ridgedale and it was gone. Mm. Um, that space is open. The Urban Outfitters is taking a much larger space right across the hall from where Banana Republic was. Okay. So that fills a big, um, a big vacancy over there. And they have two other stores still too at Mall of America and. At Rosedale. Rosedale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so this I mean, is, like I said, it's adding, their fourth. Yeah. yeah, it's their fourth in the market. But what, what I thought was so interesting just on a global level of Urban Outfitters is they had a terrible year. I mean, no big surprise. Like so many retailers, yes, they did well online, but not well enough to compensate for all the losses. People right. just weren't buy As much as we talk about that we've been shopping, we've all been replacing travel and experiences with stuff, we have not been buying clothes at the volume that we were pre-pandemic. And I think especially with some of the lower end, there's just there's been a real reckoning and reevaluating of how much stuff we all need, especially when it comes to, you know, fast fashion or lower end Mm -hmm. things. So they did not have a great year. um, And yet they are um, they are opening stores. We told you last week, you know, Urban Outfitters, same company as Anthropology. They own Anthropology. They own Free People. They believe that a rebound is coming. Anthropology boasting that, you know, seven out of their 10 top selling items the last week in February were dresses. That people are Which beginning to. Which I still to... say they're dresses because when it gets to be warmer weather, it's more comfortable to put on a dress. It doesn't mean yeah. they're they're work kind of dresses, right? Right. I'm just. Saying. Um, but you know, and also just the talk of how many you know traditional mall retailers like an Urban Outfitters are looking outside of mall. I mean, Urban Outfitters is one that kind of goes both ways. Obviously, for a long time, their presence in town was not in a mall; it was just uptown. Um, but you know, even traditional mall stalwarts like Sephora, like um, uh, what are a couple others that we're talking about? This Victoria's Secret oh, saying right. that their future is not in shopping malls. Yeah, it is in They've more be out in lifestyle. Areas, right. uh, yeah. So very interesting. But I will say, and I've been thinking about this a lot now that I have a 16-year-old and thinking about what this year would have been like for him versus what it's been, because I've never had a 16-year-old not in a pandemic. I have only had one in a pandemic. As far as we know. Right. right. (laughs) But like... What And I just keep thinking, like, what would he be doing with his friends? Where would they be going? And he has now, just recently, as we're kind of, you know, getting a little bit broader in what we're doing, um, he's gone to Ridgedale yeah. with a couple of friends. Because it's like, where where else do they go? So, I mean, I think that still exists. That, you know, and especially for a brand like Urban Outfitters, he's their target. Right. right? Exactly. So, you know, he goes to the mall, they get something to eat, they walk around a little bit, 
you know, that's what they do. I think they that don't is... go for I mean, kids that age don't. I know he goes for a lot of bike rides himself. Yeah. But they don't go like for walks or I mean, sometimes to a park they do that kind of thing. I mean, really, where do they go? Right. Exactly. Do we know where they go? Oh, boy. Let's hope so. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just a lot. It's a lot of hanging out in friends' garages and backyards and, and bonfires. I mean, that's what oh, it's been. Yeah. But I think that that the mall, I just was thinking about how the mall still does, you know, hit that need right. for that demo. Yeah. Even as the rest of us are spending less Have time. Have you ever there. asked him? What he would be doing? We've if, talked about. It. I mean, I don't think what, he knows because he's never been sixteen, not in a pandemic. No, and so, driving. I, mean, I think. I think what he would say is just he would have. He would just be with more people. Yeah, he would be gathering in bigger groups. He would be with different people instead of just having like his little pod right. of the same people that he hangs yeah. out with. No, it's, I don't know. It's different. It is interesting. Um, another store actually did open. Independent new concept opened this past week in North Minneapolis in the Camden neighborhood. It's called Walrus. Yeah, I had not heard about this till yeah. you sent me this the information. The pictures, I haven't been yet myself, but the pictures look amazing. Um, it's a community-focused marketplace for showcasing framed work by local artists and also um, vintage and consignment pieces. So it's a... Well, maybe my husband should bring his paintings over there. Well, I don't know. Tell him Do to Do they see. have to decide if they think you're worthy? I, I don't know the rules, Mom. I'm going to yeah. guess they do, yes. <laughs> what I can okay. tell you is that it is kind of a, um, it, it's a, it's a gallery that says it's not intimidating, that mm-hmm. they want it to be approachable. They want it to be an alternative that bridges the gap between visual mar- uh, visual artists and um, the marketplace for their work. So cool gallery. The space looks amazing. You can see pictures of it at MSPMag.com if you want to check it out first. But um, well, a cool it's a place to support. And I also love that 10% of their net profits are going to Juxtaposition Arts, which is a um, North Minneapolis nonprofit. Right, and they do say that they're encouraging artists to frame in affordable options, and they'll also work with them to help them um, to get access to those who don't have... Framing can be a killer. Quite, yeah. Fra- oh, yeah. framing can be a really expensive Another, um, lo- So this is a new place. It's called Walrus, <clears throat> and, and we'll put a link up at the stories at mspmag.com all about it. Um, Forage Modern Workshop, which is a longtime favorite in the Longfellow neighborhood, has finally reopened. They were closed oh. for like a year yeah and they've reopened much smaller now less focused on furniture and more on smaller cool you know gifting lifestyle items so it's a different store but they've got such a cool perspective and a great little corner shop right on east lake street so it's nice to see them getting back to things too so lots of signs of hope and along with things opening up we can tell you a little more about what that will mean gotta talk megan markle when we get back and super excited later this hour our friend, beauty guru, Sue Remish, is joining us to talk about some new launches you're going to want to know about. That's next. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. We mentioned earlier that we're going to be talking to Sue Remish. So if you have beauty questions, more with Sue. She's not a makeup artist. It's not like Fatima, although we always take your Fatima questions and we have her on on the regular. But um, if you have questions just about, you know, beauty brands or ingredients or things like that, send them our way. You can go to MyTalk1071.com. Click on the Shop Girls page. Email us there and we'll get to as many of them as we can. I know you guys always.
always have tons of beauty questions, second only to Mother of the Bride dresses, which have <laughs> uh, slowed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this year has not been a good year for Mother of the Bride questions. But I bet it'll it'll uh, yeah. bounce back. I think there's oh, yeah. a lot of pent-up demand, that's for sure. Um, let's, it feels like it's been a long time ago, but it was, uh, since we were last on the radio anyway, the bombshell Meghan Markle interview. And it was repeated last night. Oh, it was? Yes, it was. Did not know that. Well, um... Obviously, well covered here on my talk, thanks to all of our lovely weekday hosts, but um, wanted to discuss the outfit. Yeah, I just think this is so interesting that everything has got a meaning, or at least people think so. In the case of her dress, she did know what she was doing. It was very Uh, pretty. It was a $4,700 Armani gown, so might not fit in my budget. Right. But but it had, they said it had a subtle message about hope because it had a print of a white lotus. I didn't realize it was a lotus flower. That's how much I know. (laughs) But it was a white lotus flower, and that symbolizes purity, enlightenment, self-regeneration, and rebirth. This is according to the Binghamton University. Mm-hmm. But a spokesman for Meghan Markle said she was aware she of was the aware. prince's meaning. It was not, you know, accidental. Mm-hmm. So um, she that was one of the things. Then she also was wearing a, um, a Cartier tennis bracelet that had once belonged to Diana. Yes. Princess Diana, too. Princess. Excuse me. Yes. It's her mother-in-law. Yes. Her late mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, Not the first time that Megan has worn her uh, late mother-in-law's jewelry. No. She's done that and, several and times. Even her engagement ring has diamonds in mm-hmm. it from Diana's um, personal collection. Yeah. So, I mean, there were, there were some subtle meanings and, uh, you know, obviously everything that, that she wore did have a reason behind it or... News people like to find meanings. I sometimes think, you know, the dress I understand, but with the jewelry and all that, these are in her possession. It's really not so surprising she'd be wearing them. You know, this is one of those times I think she is well aware as somebody who has been so unbelievably scrutinized. She knows, especially in a two hour primetime show where literally the camera is just going to go Oprah, Megan. You know, that like Harry every Oprah yeah. was wearing different glasses. Did you notice that she's she's switched to a rounder frame? Really? I was going to say yes. she wore a rounder glass. Right, I, right. For a I while changed? she had been. No, no, no. I'm saying from what for a oh, while. You don't mean during she the had, interview. No, not during oh. the interview. Sorry. Oh, OK. Reset. Start over. Oh, she wears um, all different kinds. But she had been wearing some really chunky like square she frames. She likes that glasses I was, as much as I do. She has all different styles. Yeah. She's really she into her glasses these days. Well, you know, it helps to see. And if you have to it wear them. To it's always good to have cute glasses. Yes, indeed. Um, but I was going to say something about... Oh, I, my yeah. point was just, I yeah, I believe 100% that Megan knew how absolutely scrutinized she was going to be. Now, whether or not the lotus flower really factored into the choice of the dress versus the dress just looked really darn good on her, yes. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, like they said, she wore this... Cartier love bangle, which is an, they say, a quote unquote, an iconic symbol of love that transgresses convention and is a timeless tribute to passionate romance. The bracelet <laughs> Who wrote choice. That? Cartier? 
Um, no, I don't know who wrote that. Oh, no. Well, oh, that's according to the product description. Mm. If you want to buy that, well, duh. Okay, I mean, do you think they made up the description after she wore it? I because don't think she said, read the description at all. I well, think that's she what has I, okay. a selection of Diana's that's jewelry. What I mean. Do you go to put different jewelry on and say, "Now I'm putting this on uh-huh. because I know this symbolizes the love my husband had for me on June 4th." Well. Well, I mean, oh, okay, wait a second. I, you know I think I we, we all have, I mean, jewelry in particular, sentimental. You might know that like, oh, I got this for our fifth anniversary or no, I, that's true. this yes. is the birthstone of my daughter or something like that. Right. But I mean, this big definition of how this symbolizes this or that. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's what the media does. Yes. Yeah. That's anyway, getting a little carried away. It was, ep- I just, I, it, Oprah is one of a kind it was masterful yeah. and if you if you still haven't watched it i Absolutely. would say even with everything you've probably heard about it's still worth watching i think the biggest, master class right, in interviewing the biggest takeaway was oprah because well, she's no i i know i'm being a little bit facetious but she is an amazing you know you forget because she hasn't been on every day for mm-hmm. a long time and she is just an amazing interviewer yes she really is she is she answered all the questions and erased all the doubts and it just she yes it was just it was amazing and what but, i loved was my favorite thing actually uh, in terms of from from a journalist perspective and watching her interview um the next morning when she was on the oh, C- I, on, on the cbs, CBS morning right. did you watch that no i didn't i forgot oh, okay i'm Gail surprised King. yeah with everything you record my I goodness hours and hours of the view and you forget to record um but she said that because you know and she had addressed this at the beginning of the interview that that megan and harry did not know what she was going to ask they were not given a list of you know questions that were approved or anything like that they were not paid for the interview she addressed all of those things but she said of course she does talk to people she's interviewing ahead of time and she likes to know what is your intention Oh, what would what you, you want the like story to be to get, to get out a, of yeah. this? What? Why are you doing this interview? What truth do you want to share and reveal in this interview? And she said, then she says, this is what I want out of this interview and what I'm hoping to learn. And then we find the oh, that's common interesting. ground. And I was like, yes, Oprah. Well, yes, she, she prepares. It doesn't just happen yeah so the other question though that i have not found an answer to i want to know whose house that was everybody does well i i know that it's not gail's no 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 people were saying that really yes well they made it very clear if you didn't see that they were not at oprah's house and they were not they're not gonna say oprah was very clear they're not gonna say you think they did that and why do you think because it was a beautiful yard you don't think that oprah has have you ever seen pictures i have in fact it looked like it because i swear haven't i mean we've seen her in her own yard on many occasions I don't know. They wanted to find neutral ground, maybe. And she said she's not going to say because she doesn't want it to become a tourist stop. She doesn't want people driving by to try to get a look. Okay. That's it. All right. We'll be back to talk beauty with Sue Remish. That's next on Shop Girls. for one of our all-time faves. She is so golden. She is so wise. It's Sue Remish, beauty guru, consultant to the stars. Hello, Sue. 
Hi, ladies. How are you? Good. Was that good? Was that you? worthy? I tried my best. You know, it's a little it's a little overreach, I think. <laughs> the only star I'm consulting anymore is Harmony, who became like a national treasure since we last spoke. Oh. This is true. <laughs> this oh, is true. Nice to see you, that. We're, we're lucky she's even still talking to us. <laughs> no, I tell you exactly how I feel. I was I was really honored to be invited back because you've gone to a next level, Harmony. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Sue. But I always have time for you. Well, um, <laughs> good. If you if you've you, if you've heard Sue before on the show, then you. You know how much she knows about the beauty industry. She has been a consultant to many of your favorite brands for years and years. We're going to talk about a couple that she's working with now. Here's the thing, Sue. This morning, I slathered sort of a greenish plant-like oil on my face while thinking of you. And I thought, like, (laughs) where where are we going? What am I actually doing? What have I just put on my face? You didn't know? It's the (laughs) Did you feel extremely calm and intoxicated after using what I'm assuming was IN's liquid green? Indeed, I did. I did. Can you just hear how much calmer and more centered I am now? Well, I hadn't (laughs) noticed, but... (laughs) What is that? I don't know about that product, Sue. So Liquid Green is a product that was uh, reintroduced into the marketplace by the old brand called Intelligent Nutrients, who has just gone through a complete rebranding of their of their product line. And Liquid Green is a is a addictive product in their line. It literally represents everything that the brand is about and it's a very lightweight oil that's calming it's moisturizing it's plumping it's loaded with proprietary um intelliseed antioxidants it's a blend and that color um alley that that green color actually comes from blue tansy which is the plant and Mm. so it's Mm. really interesting that it actually comes out green but it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. We are in love with this product, and you'll see you'll see continued that continuing into a franchise for sure. Is that something that you put on and leave on, or do you put it on and yeah. wash it off? No, you put it on and you leave it on, and then and, you put uh, moisturizer over it. Correct. Okay. Correct. So skincare products always go on, you know, thinnest to thickest. Okay. So oils and serums are first following, uh, followed by moisturizers. And I, for those, anybody out there who, like me, struggles with sleep, I use this product at night. And it's like, you know how we always had the lavender pillows and the iPads? Yeah, and right. This is a product that just calms me right into a nice snooze, which is really good for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but... Uh, so the the bigger picture news here is Intelligent Nutrients, which is a Minneapolis-based brand. Many people know that it was Horst Reckelbacher's kind of final chapter and what he was working yeah. on. I mean, I have such fond memories, Sue, of going to visit on East Hennepin and talking mm-hmm. with him and walking through the lab. And he actually mm-hmm. had like a whole store set up in the space. I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm so yeah. glad that I had that opportunity. And his uh, widow, Karan, and daughter now run the line, and you got to work with them to help them do this relaunch and rebranding. Yeah. So Horst, as as you know, was the founder of Aveda and, you know, referred to very publicly and by the New York Times as the father of safe cosmetics. Mm-hmm. And he started Intelligent Nutrients as a supplement business while he was still running Aveda. And then in, after he sold the beta in 2008, he launched 
the first ever in in the world of beauty USDA certified hair care. Right. Then he uh, very shortly on the heels of that followed in skincare, and uh, he passed away in 2014, and mm-hmm. he left behind a literal vault of formulas and aromas and. Mm-hmm. His daughter, Nicole Rekobaka-Thomas, and his longtime partner, Kieran Stordelin, have remained really dedicated to the mission, and they have reimagined the brand and really modernized it. Um, they changed the name from Intelligent Nutrients because they, they no longer sell supplements for the time being anyway. They changed it to Intelligent, or I-N, and um, they updated the formulas, and they re and they introduced new formulas, eight new hairstyling products, and some new skincare products. And um, they've just really continued this mission. They're just radically transparent about listing every single ingredient that's in the bottle, and they just are so dedicated to making sure that consumers can be assured that they're getting the cleanest, greenest, highest performing plant based skin and hair care products. So and it's it's really a great story. Did you get to like go through that vault, Sue? Did you get to see all of the ingredients and plans and things that Horse left? There's so much, Allie, that I would say I've been through one one hundredth of it. Wow. When they were they moved out of that office on East Hennepin and they're down now in the old Jim's bakery building right across from the original Aveda Institute. And when they were in the old um, building, I did see a lot of those old products and the aromas. And, you know, he he was an incredible um, formulator. And the IN products are 85% natural with just a few exceptions. But these custom blended aromas, which are so delicious Mm. and create such a sensory experience, they're 99%, you know, organic. Hmm. aromas and that's just unheard of um so i did get to see a lot of those those old formulas um they're amazing and you know we i said to these ladies like let's go through the recipe cards and let's see what we want to continue to resurrect but it's daunting like he had a lot of formulas hundreds hundreds of formulas i bet amazing what's so amazing about you sue is you come in as this outsider as this consultant with fresh eyes with so much industry knowledge obviously you know this brand intimately and obviously worked with Aveda mm-hmm. for years and years. But but what did what was your best advice to Karan and Nicole when they wanted to revamp this and they brought you in? You know, it was two things. Number one, and this happens with any founder who's close to their brand, is they're very precious about all their information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they just like to tell the mountain the story in a mountain. And it's it's for any consumer, especially entering the natural space, it's it's overwhelming. It's it's sure. how do you navigate all that? Mm-hmm. So my first piece of advice was, you know, let's decide the story that we want to tell. And I believe the story is around the 85% natural and the 99% uh, certified organic aromas because it's so much it's so they've raised the bar. I mean, it's so much bigger than any natural story anyone is telling. And then secondly, you know, I said, listen, we have to honor the legacy here. And, and Horst was the founder, but this is now your story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was something I continue to say to them is, you know, Horst brought it, you know, the idea to, to us and you're bringing it to the world. And I want them to tell their story as, as two dedicated women who are self-funding this, Hmm. who are following all of the brand ethos and, and and really they're going so far above and beyond what other beauties are uh, companies are doing and they're female 
And, yeah, right. you know, that's a story that we want to tell. And right. so that was my advice to them. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked early in the pandemic just about what this year, and we didn't even know it was going to be a year plus, mm. was going to mean for beauty sales in general. Such a tactile yeah. business, the touching, the sampling, all of that out the window this past year. What are you thinking mm-hmm. about now? Will we go back to buying our cosmetics at counters in the stores? What's next? Mm, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think that for for me, what I've been, you know, really observing in the chatter and the conversations, I mean, there's three things that have come out of what I'm calling the, the big pause, right? Mm-hmm. Like this was a great pause for everyone. Um, and the first is that people are just simply taking much more time to look after themselves. You know, self-care right. is here to stay. So, you know, we we see consumers definitely leaning into a a greater skincare regimen. They're purchasing multiple products. And I think, you know, we are seeing a shift in consumers strive for a more healthy rather than a a high glam approach to beauty, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, And I'm seeing that all over social media. I'm seeing it in, in all the, you know, the trades. Um, Secondly, safety and protection. Um, we have learned a lot about what it means to, you know, from moving, moving to zero touch spaces and harmony. The last time we, we spoke, I think we talked about sampling right. and I think the try before you buy concept has really been put to the test. Yeah. And as a brand, you have to really proactively adapt to how we're in a new low touch world mm-hmm. and we have to continue to sample, but I think we have to be really smart about it. And, you know, I think subscription boxes are going to be, on the rise and, and see an increase of popularity. And then, you know, a brand like IN, who is as dedicated to their packaging, you know, cause as they are their product cause, mm-hmm. they have figured out how to um, do samples in a recycling material that you can put in with your newspapers and your magazines, which oh, is incredible. that's great. Cool. Yeah. But I think, you know, there's going to be a big shift in, there's a lot of pressure on the beauty industry to, you know, be responsible to the planet. That's not just an IM thing. That has become an industry thing. And, you know, you're seeing a lot of pressure on companies to stop single-use products. You know, Credo, the retailer Credo, mm-hmm. they're eliminating all single-use products by May of this year. And that means they're not going to sell face sheet masks. They're not going to sell face wipes. Wow. You know, cosmetic oh. removal wipes. Yeah. So that's a huge shift. And is, that really brings me to the third point, which is this socially sustainable and transparent. You know, people want to know just not not only what you don't put in your products, but they want to know what you do put in your products. Sure. And it's really easy to hide toxic ingredients, mm. for example, behind the word fragrance. You mm. can you can say it's a, a proprietary fragrance and you can hide all kinds of stuff. I don't think consumers are going to stand for it anymore because I think safety and protection have become such a conversation during the pandemic, obviously. You right? know I mean, so much, yeah. Sue. Yeah. So, well, well, it's just been, I've just been at it for a long time, Harmony. <laughs> I think it's just hours in the field. Do you, is there like a hero ingredient right now that you're just obsessed with or that you think is the, the future that we're going to see popping up all over? Um, that's a good question. I, I'm really um, interested right now in what we can do with, with plant-based ingredients. Like Ian makes this plant-based retinol which is so interesting to me because if you know anything about retinol, if you've gotten it from your dermatologist, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a great result on the skin, but it's hard yeah. to use. I yeah. mean, you are just 
peeling off in sheets for a month, yeah. you know, and because retinol from, from a dermatologist, that works from the bottom up. But we've been able to, to take plant-based, you know, ingredients now and work from the top down. So you're getting, you know, the same result of the evening of skin tone and the fading of dark spots, but it's just far gentler and you hmm. can use it every single day. So I'm obviously, you know, I've been working alongside the, the ladies at IN and I've become just so interested in what we can get from plants. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been a super interesting journey. I don't, I don't think there's just one ingredient that I think it's, it's blends of ingredients, but, um, it, it, you know, that used to be a story, you know, yeah. uh, years ago where we used to zero in on one, but right. I, I think the consumer's gotten wiser. Yeah. You know, I, I think, do. I think right. you're right. I think you're right. Well, yeah. we get wiser every time we talk to you, Sue. The The website is i-nbeauty.com. Check out the whole line. It's yep. now available, right? Products are out. Yes, it's available. You can get go to the website and you can see it in salons. There's a salon finder on the website. Great. And yeah, check it out. It, it's next level for sure. Well, Crazy congrats. About this product. I know a lot yeah, of hard work you. went into Another it. Another accomplishment Exactly. For you. Wonderful to talk yeah. to you. As always. You two ladies. All right. Thank you. We'll be back with Whose Look Is It Anyway next on Shop Girls. Okay, okay. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. I'm trying to do double duty here, mom. It's hard to, I know, to I'm trying to write. I have a fun scoop. No, no, it will. I have a fun scoop that I want to post on tcbmag.com and then we're going to talk about it right here. I'll tell you about it live. Okay. Okay. First but one. I just know from experience oh, yeah. I know, with you I know. that yep. there are times Making when you traces, try to do too many things right. at once, nothing comes out good. <laughs> just true. saying. It's true. That's why I'm wearing my plant-based, you know, algae slathering oil stuff on my face so that I'm just going to yeah, be calm I'm trying to and see the centered. Difference. I can't see from here. You know. <laughs> I'm sure it's there. <laughs> yeah. Distorted through the plexiglass. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. It's no hard to see. doubt. That plexiglass well, that never gets clean. We've yes. got some <laughs> massive trends that oh. we need to discuss. Yes, we're talking we bubble rings. We'll t- we're talking bubble Puddle pants, baby doll dresses, <laughs> and more. Say. It's time for whose look is it anyway? At least she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? I want to start with Halle Berry. Okay. And the reason it. I want to start with Halle Berry is. We could all use some glamour right now. I mean, it just makes you feel good looking at her. I don't know about and, you, but yeah, I am oh. planning this afternoon yeah. to do a fashion show for myself in my backyard. I'm just going to put on really? the fanciest, You're not going to even make your kids sit out there and watch you? No, I'm just going to do it myself, and I'm going to hope someone takes a picture so I can post it on I my Instagram. I can come over now. I can come take your picture. Okay? <laughs> I just better make sure that the dog poop is all cleaned up before yeah, we go yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we digress. Okay. Here's the thing. You know, if one looked like Halle Berry, yes. you really didn't matter. It wouldn't matter what you wear. True. But she actually posted on her Instagram on Wednesday of this week. She was wearing a sheer long sleeve butterfly top mm-hmm. and tulle skirt. They were made from recyclable materials. They're from Christian Siriano's pre-fall mm-hmm. 2021 Perfect collection. for work from home. Well, pretty much, yes. But she said, she her caption for this was looking for a red carpet moment. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's in her dreams. So, but, do, okay, here's what I want to know. Was this 
planned? I mean, did she take these photos for Christian Siriano? Basically, are they, you know, press photos for the brand? Is this an ad? Well, if or was she not, really just inspired if, to if go put it not, on? If they're not, they should be. And he should jump on that. The the picture, because you really have to see it. It's in InStyle or online at mm-hmm. InStyle. Is, you know, she's in the middle of all these flowers and trees and bushes. And she kind of like fades into yeah. the um, the beauty of nature. Mm-hmm. The the top, which is a crop top, and the butterflies barely cover one boob. Mm-hmm. It's and then there, it's long sleeve though, so that's good. It covers her arms, um, but she looks sensational. Yes, and yes. so the answer to whose look it is, it's Halle Berry's. Th- exactly, that's yes. the only problem. I'm not sure that she did Christian Cirano favor because the rest of us will know that there's no way we can look like this in a cropped sheer top. Yeah, but maybe as if we were planning to wear one. <laughs> oh, I haven't planned on that in years. For my next Wednesday's business event. For okay. sure. Yeah, I yes. want to see that. Okay, can but we here, get serious about puddle pants? Yeah, I was just going to say, let's go to something we could wear, but I won't. Well, this is one of those where, you know, the media loves to give it a good name. Little titles. Why right. these have been called puddle pants, why we've named it that, I'm not sure. Basically, it's just baggy pants. Well, but I think that what they say is that puddle pants, what they they puddle at the ankle. That's the whole idea. Oh, that's where yes. the name comes yeah. from. Because they just, they're mm-hmm. oversized. They're supposed to be oversized. Right. And so the idea is we don't have to tailor these at all. We don't have to spend the money. You wear them with sneakers or flats. They're supposed to kiss the ground mm-hmm. as you trip over them. Because I don't really right. so understand. It isn't, it isn't just a, they're not flared. They're not, you know, it's not like a bell bottom. But it's wide. They're just it's a pants, wide. Right. It's like if you put on your, you know, your partner or dad or brother's jeans and they're just kind of too big for you throughout. Yeah. That's what puddle pants are. And they, they come in high rise. They come in low rise. You can wear them with crop tops. Everybody's say, doing it. Yeah. Everybody's doing are it. Are you going to do that one? I'm not going to do that one. I, yeah, no, that that's I'm not going to be I'm for sure. me. I mean, on Dua Lipa looks great. Works, Everything works looks fine. good on Dua Lipa. But it Lipa. also helps if you're super, super skinny and can wear a super tight fitted exactly. cropped top yeah. on the top. Then you can like have fun and make the statement. If you're not going to be doing that on top, I don't think you'd want to go puddle on the bottom. That's my feeling about it. But on the bottom. <laughs> nevertheless, you know, I think that the the idea of pants being our big focal point as we get off the Zoom, we've been talking about this for weeks yeah. and there's no question that, that that's going to be the the focal well, because suddenly people are going to see our bottoms. I think we can find better pants, though. Yeah, I don't. But need meanwhile, pants. if you want an accessory, you want a bubble ring, and I don't totally understand these either. Apparently, <laughs> they're similar to what we used to wear, you know, as kids, and you'd get them out of, um, I don't know, those kind of things. Where you, uh, what do you call them? Oh yeah, like out of the little vending with the yeah, coin like, machines, uh, right? Uh-huh. Right, and it would be in the little these, plastic thing, right? They yeah. bright colors. They can be expensive in gold and all, but they can be all these colors in plastic, and then they've got like little bubbles on the top, right? Uh, I mean, they're um, Bella Hadid, of course, was wearing them. 
mm-hmm. and you know all the celebrities are kind of fun. I kind of like this. Well, they're cute I'm as a little for extra this. accessory. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for it. Not a real expense. Yeah, I mean that's a fun. That's just a fun little. Thing, yeah, little add-on. Yeah, okay, so. you could just raid your daughter's jewelry box. Really? And find some there. Should I come and well, no, look not in mine. Yours? But I'm saying, I mean, if you have a, yeah, I mean, it's just it's very youthful and fun, and it's just sort of, I don't know. Somebody said it's cool, and now it's, it's cool. right. So now it's and we cool. agree. We'll At say least it's, cool it's too. you know it's an inexpensive extra accessory. There you go. If you want, so all right, more trends, more fashion. That's all ahead on the next hour of Shop Girls. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.